Hello everyone. Welcome to Keep It Real with Rachel Sinclair. I'm your host, Rachel Sinclair, and I'm so glad you've decided to join me today. My goal with this podcast is to have real conversations with real people that make you laugh, think, and grow in your relationship with God, wherever you are on that journey. My guest today is Shruti Parker. Shruti is a lifestyle blogger and writer based in Austin, Texas, who focuses on travel, food, fashion, faith, and relationships. On this episode, we talk about how Truthy turned blogging from a hobby into a full-time job. We talk about our shared love of London and living in a creative environment. Perhaps my favorite part of the podcast is when Shruti shares her story of how she became a Christian. Shruti was raised in a Hindu household and her parents and extended family are still practicing Hindus. On this episode, Shruti shares her heart about her decision to leave behind her old life and to fully follow Christ and how she learned to love and care for her family while still holding very different core beliefs. Last but not least, if you're listening to this episode and thinking, goodness, the audio sounds so clean. This sounds so great. That's because it is. Up until this point, I've been working with a rather improvised, mismatched, janky recording system. But thanks to my musician friend, Ben Law, we now have really good audio. So shout out to Ben. You have saved the day for the podcast, and I cannot thank you enough for your help. Everyone should go check Ben out. He's very talented. So go follow him at benlawmusic.com or on socials at Ben Law Music. Okay, I know you guys are going to love Shruti and her story. So without further ado, here is episode 10. Shruti, thank you so much for coming on. I first got introduced to you through Jamie Ivey's podcast. And oh my gosh, I just fell in love with your story. I was like, who is this girl? I want to know her and be her friend. Um, And so I've been following you ever since. And um, one thing that just really stands out to me about your blog and your platform and your, you know, art and ministry and really all wrapped into one is that you, you know, in a world where there are so many voices and so many people trying to, you know, promote whatever or do their own thing like you just shine through with genuine substance with um just faith with goodness and purity and it's just like a breath of fresh air like reading your post and watching your your lifestyle so I just thank you for that um for using your gifts for something well like that yeah well that is so sweet of you thank you yes I you know and I am kind of in this world of trying to I'm a writer as well and so I love writing, I love blogging, but I want to do it in an authentic way because, you know, again, in today's world, there are so many people who just want to talk and I'm like, you know, if I'm going to say something, I want it to matter. And so it's really encouraging for me to mm. see that in you and to be like, yes, there are people out there, <laughs> you know? <laughs> well, I just really think that people, you know, first when they try to be somebody that they're not that they will burn out very quickly yes um and then also I I do think we were all created with unique voices so if you're able to tap into that and focus on how you were made and what you have then it sort of will it'll just be more natural which ends up being usually your best content yes yes that is exactly right that's so true well, uh, can you just, first of all, tell us a little bit about yourself? Like, 
where you're from, how you ended up in Austin. That's where you are right now. And all the exciting things that are happening in your life right now. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I, um, I'm originally from India. I'm from South India, um, in Chennai. And I moved over here when I was a kiddo for my dad's job. Um, grew up in Dallas, ended up in Austin for college, Hook'em Horns. And (laughs) yeah, um, spent one year abroad in London for my husband's job and then have stayed in Austin since then. Um, we really just love our city. We feel like besides obviously like the fun things like food and culture, um, and fashion, Austin is just also a really great place to be yourself and like share new ideas. Um, you're really not going to find two people the same in the city. And um, sure, it's a little bit weird. <laughs> Keep Austin weird is definitely uh-huh. our slogan. Yes, but I, I appreciate it. It helps you be more creative. I love that. I'm in Nashville or in Franklin, which is like right outside of Nashville. And, you know, people, yeah, people often talk about how Nashville and Austin are kind of similar in that artistic, creative way. I think Austin Mm -hmm. is even more so, but it's a fun culture to be in where you've got so many different people, you know, just expressing themselves and being creative and it's, it's fun. So (laughs) I I haven't been to Austin, but I want to go. It is on my list. So. That's how I feel about Nashville, honestly. <gasps> Have you not been? No, I haven't. Oh, Shruti, you need to come. This would be a great blog, a travel post. <laughs> I honestly would love to go to Nashville. I'm like so curious what it's like. <laughs> yes, it's fun. And I personally love music. I'm a music person. And there is just so much talent. I mean, you can even go into just any old restaurant off the street and there'll be someone playing and you're like, they're amazing. What? You know, (laughs) Um, it's just, it's so fun. But then we've got the food and the arts and yeah. Oh, you'll have to let me know if you come and I can show you some of my favorite spots (laughs) for sure. But okay. So that's how you ended up in Austin and you are expecting Mm -hmm. a baby girl, right? Yes. Yes. In two months. That is so exciting. Congratulations. Thank you. We How are, are you feeling? Beyond excited. Oh, good. I'm feeling really good. I feel like we've kind of hit this point, like just starting this week, where my I'm starting to feel like aches and pains. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm really thankful that it's taken so long to start feeling those. But at the same time, I can't imagine eight more weeks. (laughs) (laughs) Hang in there. (laughs) Yeah. And it's so hot in Austin today. It was 111 degrees. So no. Oh, (laughs) that just makes me sweat right now inside. (laughs) That is crazy. Oh my goodness. Have you got your nursery all set up and everything or slow and steady? I feel like, um, I have quite a few, requests for nursery blog posts and um just decor and also for registry things and so I always felt like these things were so far off in my planning of my content calendar you know I was like oh I can do that closer to the baby closer to the baby but now we're in third trimester and and it's starting to hit me like I need to get this stuff done and I need to finish my (laughs) nursery yes (laughs) time flies (laughs) 
That mm-hmm. is great. Well, I, it's been so fun following your journey and I'm so excited for you and your husband. That is just great. Thank you. Yes. Well, there are a couple things I want to, I mean, a lot of things I want to talk to you about, but, um, first of all, can you tell us just how you got to be where you are as far as the blogging and writing and really turning something that you're passionate about, about, you know, culture, travel, all of these things. And like, how you've made that into a career. That's really impressive. <laughs> oh, thanks. Um, I basically have like on and off started so many different little blogs, um, mm-hmm. but it was never something that I really completely stuck with. Um, I actually ended up in marketing after college, you know, just like a nice, good, stable job. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> I always felt like this desire to pursue writing at a, you know, like a more consistent level, but it wasn't until that literally the um, stability that I found in the corporate job was taken for me with uh, our move to London is that was like when I finally had to, you know, be like, okay, maybe this is the time where I can start that dream, start that blog. Um, I went over there with a work visa and a job, but the job that I had never actually panned out. And so oh man, uh, that's, that's yeah. scary when you move to a new country and then the job doesn't work out. Oh yeah. It was hilarious because I was called in for three different like interviews to tell me about my start date. And then I just never, they just kept pushing my start date. And so Finally, I had to sit down with my husband and, you know, with Lord and be like, okay, what am I supposed to do here? I'm living in this incredible country and I don't want to waste my time and be, you know, just sad because I guess at that point I found so much, um, I don't want to say maybe value, but also peace in the stability of a corporate job. Um, yes, yes. But yeah, you know, and so my husband, he was just sort of like, well, you've got your time here why not do like what something you've been dreaming of doing? And, you know, I kind of wrote down like what they say to write down um, what you want to do and then what you're good at and see where there's overlap. Yes, yes. <laughs> and, you know, it's really helpful. And so I, I was like, okay, well, I, I have a degree in media and photography and writing. So, and I also am interested in that. So why don't I start a blog? And, you know, I was still thinking corporate wise, like, oh, if I do a good enough job here in this one year, then whenever I go back home, whenever I'm interviewing, I can show marketing, you know, like CMOs and things like that. Hey, this is what I could do for your brand. I wasn't thinking bigger. Wow. So you were still thinking this will help me long-term back in the corporate world. Exactly. Yeah. I was like, not at all thinking that one day I would be my own boss and have a team and be working for myself. Um, but that's honestly how it got started. Just kind of, I was so fearful, I guess, up until everything that was holding me back was slowly taken away that I had no other choice but to go down that path. And I'm so happy it turned out the way it did. Wow. Isn't God just surprising like that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because I prayed a lot. Like, I think probably one of my biggest prayers has always been. I don't want to waste my life here. Like, what do you want me to do? Like, what is the purpose that you've created me for? I know it's to glorify you, but like, what is that 
job or that path that you've made for me to do. And, you know, you get so much career advice from people saying things like, oh, God, he'll, sometimes he gives you doors for you to open or, you know, like maybe you're just not asking him, you know, yes. the right question, or maybe you're just, you're trying to make something happen that isn't what you're supposed to do. And all of that, it just makes you more confused and anxious. Yes. Um, I know exactly so, what you mean. I've been yeah. there where people are telling yeah. good, good, wise people can kind of tell you uh-huh. two different answers and you're like, well, those both make sense, <laughs> but what do I do? I God? What do I <laughs> actually I know. do? Yeah. Yeah. And so finally I was like, okay, I'm not going to be the kind of person who just like absolutely chooses everything and then says, well, if God doesn't want me to do it, then he'll stop me. But I also didn't want to be that person that sat on my butt and did nothing and just waited and waited and waited and was like, if God wants me to do something, then he'll show me a big sign, you know? And so I was like, I'm just going to take steps slowly and Mm -hmm. wait to hear from him and have discernment and, you know, be aware that I want like to be very aware that I'm prayerfully taking each step and, as I took one step after another, after another, it just seemed like doors kept opening. And I kept asking him, you know, is this what you want? Is this what you want? And the few times I've tried to stray away from blogging because I suddenly get caught up in anxiety of no, 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 no. I can't possibly do something I really love. (laughs) 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 He's like definitely ended up shutting those other doors like very firmly. And I'm like, okay, this is just me giving into fear. So Yes. Wow. That is so encouraging to me because right now I, I work, I work in PR, so very similar, you know, to marketing, but, and I love that. And I know that's, you know, what I'm doing right now. That's great. But I also, I have, like I told you earlier, I'm a writer and I have been since I was a child. And I know that's like what God has made me to use that gift, you know, but how do I, Mm -hmm. what does that look like exactly in the future? I don't know, but that is Mm -hmm. such a good encouragement to just don't sit there and do nothing and also don't jump off the tracks and just go crazy, you know, running ahead and thinking, oh, God will shut this down, you know, if it's not his will. Yeah. Just take small steps using discernment along the way and trust that he's he is good and he will guide you each step. You know, it's not our our yearly bread. It's our daily bread. So (laughs) exactly. Love that. Yes. Oh, that's that's so good. Tell me about your year in London, because I spent two weeks in London in college and I absolutely loved it. It was like when I got there on day two. I almost cried because I was thinking I'm going to have to leave this place in 12 days. (laughs) And (laughs) I just got here and I love it. (laughs) So I I 100% understand what you're talking about. I certainly (laughs) want to go back. And I don't, I'm a real like history nerd. I just like, I love the museums. I love the churches, the culture, everything. You know, some people are like, oh, well, it's, you know, it's very urban. And I'm like, oh, I, I could just stay there all day and just learn. So mm. tell me, tell me, like, what was your favorite thing about living in London? Oh, gosh. What a question. That's honestly, a loaded question. <laughs> <laughs> honestly, I feel like London is the city that is closest to what I imagine heaven would be like. Um, and 
I think that's because I felt most at peace there. Um, I've never been to a city where I felt more just at peace walking around or rested. Yeah. Um, Tell me more. That's that's, yeah. Yeah. It's people are like, Oh, London, like max, I could spend a few days there or, you know, like maybe if you were, you know, exactly. If you're really into history or whatever. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, no, honestly, one, I think it is such a cultural hub of the world. Yes. Um, You know, you walk down the street, you hear eight different languages and, People are in all shapes and sizes and colors. Um, yes. It's so diverse. And um, and I love that about that city. I felt so comfortable there. You never felt like you stood out, which is actually like a really peaceful feeling. Um, and then also at the same time, people, I found people incredibly respectful. So you could be, you know, of one of several kinds of faiths there and nobody looked at another person strange you know there was a lot of respect for the different cuisines and the fashion the culture um absolutely you know yes I do there is there's a kind of a um you're admiring what different people bring to the world, whether that was, you know, exactly a thousand years ago or, you know, today it's, it's, you just, you're there to learn from each other and yeah. Absolutely. And I just saw such good, just like genuine goodness. Like it didn't matter what your socioeconomic status was. You still took public transit. Right. Right. if you were if you're on public transit and you saw a mom or a pregnant woman or someone elderly, you just automatically stood up and you gave them that seat. You didn't think twice. You didn't. It was just so like like what I imagine a, a place that isn't polarizing um, is like. It wasn't like mm. oh you can tell this person is of this party and this person is this and you know it, it was just a response respectful, decent place that was diverse and filled with history, um, incredible food. Oh my gosh. Yes. The food, the fashion. I loved the oh, fashion. Oh my goodness. I um, bet you did. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I even appreciated that. I'm not, I enjoy appreciating fashion. I myself am, I mean, I would say I have like mediocre interest, but oh my goodness. I okay. Mean, exhibits. <laughs> London is incredible though. It's just, yeah, you're like, what? This is this is what Princess Di wore? What? <laughs> yeah, uh, it was just, I loved it so much. Um, and you can just tell that it's sort of like in a different class. Like the entire city is just like a dreamy, classy place. And of course, there are different alleys and whatever. And not every tube is clean or whatever. It's sure. like, it can be grungy too. But that's also just part of living in a, a bustling city with right. trade um, and movement. And I, I could live there, obviously, in a heartbeat. So Yes. Oh, my goodness. Well, what a special, a special like season of life for you and your husband to live there for a year. That's that's really cool. Well, tell me more about writing. And, you know, you said that that's something you wanted to do even when you were kind of in the corporate world. Were you like a writer as a child? Has that always been something that you've loved? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think I was just talking to my husband today. We were listening to Spotify and 
um, a random, it was like a random playlist and the Enya song came on uh-huh. and um, he was like, oh my gosh, I haven't listened to Enya in decades. And I was like, I used to listen to her in fourth grade when I was in creative writing. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. It, it's just something that I feel like um, whenever it was an assignment, I found it came so easy for me, not necessarily because I was good at it, but because creative writing was just, you wrote whatever was on your mind or your heart and they still give you a grade, you know? Yes. So, um, (laughs) I don't know. I just loved it. I was like, this is such a fantastic way to get an A plus. I love this. Um, (laughs) Right. And yeah, it was really nice. I think some people feel that way more through like expressions or sport and music. But for me, I've always felt like pen to paper. Yes. Yes. And I love that um, every, you know, a blank sheet of paper, you just have unlimited possibilities. Everything is so new. Mm-hmm. And there's kind of like you were talking about earlier, there's no one whose voice is like yours. And we each bring something so different, you know, to the world that it's, it's exactly. a beautiful way to share is, is through words, of course. So have you thought of writing a book? Is that a possibility? So I thought about it, not because I have an idea. (laughs) (laughs) I've thought about it. I've had some people ask me if I'm going to write a book and I just, I feel like this is coming back to what we talked about earlier too, of like, um, wanting to take small steps, but also be, you know, aware and discerning. I just don't even know where to start with small steps on this. And so (laughs) I'm kind of more on the spectrum of waiting with that. Yeah. um, Until there's inspiration. Yeah. Yeah. I'm totally open to it as once the idea is in my head, I feel like this sort of like, Oh, I don't know how to explain it. Like a glittery, like rainbow feeling inside when you just know you've struck gold with something. Um, I'm waiting for that. Yeah. Well, that's smart just to keep waiting and, and listening and yeah, seeing if that comes. That's great. Well, I yeah. mean, after reading, you know, your blog and other posts you've done, I just, I thought this, this girl has a story, you know? <laughs> oh, so, thanks. Yeah. I would definitely be a fan. Um, speaking of your stories, can you tell us how you became a Christian? And I know you've shared this on Jamie's podcast. Um, and so I don't mean to like have you retell something, but it's, I just absolutely loved hearing your perspective and hearing what, like what God is doing. It's just beautiful. Everyone's story is beautiful. So I'd love it if you could share that with us. Yeah, man, it is. Okay. So what version do you want? Cause I can give you like the Jamie version where I was like in my feels, like, I think that was 35 minutes. I can give you the elevator pitch. You can, version, what are you yeah, doing? you could do you could do an elevator of elevator pitch version, <laughs> okay. just so people know who um, haven't. Yeah, if people want the full on version, yeah. you can go go back to Jamie's. But um, okay, it's too important not um, to tell. Oh well, it's it's something that I still I don't know. I feel like every day when you consider being within the kingdom of um, God and being part of His family, it it still takes your breath away for your own salvation, your own story. And um, 
for myself, I was born in India to a Hindu family. They're all still practicing Hindus. And then, you know, we moved over here. We grew up in the suburb of Dallas where actually the suburb was like 90, 95% white Christian. Um, mm-hmm. And I was around Christian influences growing up all the whole time, but it's just so cool to look back and see all the intentional conversations and situations and people God put in my life to keep bringing his name up and keep, you know, making sure I knew he was there and he is real and he existed. And just like with salvation, you can do the, um, I guess the general call, which is you have the responsibility and like the desire to share the gospel with people, but then God is the only one who can do the uh, effective call, right? Where he can open your eyes and open your ears. I had a lot of people in my life do the general call, which I'm so thankful for their boldness. Um, Starting from eighth grade, I had someone invite me um, to go to like a, small group type situation and just having those type of general calls eventually led my curiosity to pick up a Bible, pick up more than a carpenter, pick up case for Christ. Mm. And then through prayer, which I prayed, but also several people were praying for me for years. That is when God changed my heart and opened it and helped me understand my depravity but his grace, um, yes, it, it's just, oh, you can't, or you can't explain it, but it's not a formula, you know, it's, it's right. It's, you know, it's just the most beautiful thing. And the fact that every single brother and sister in Christ has had that is just, oh, I wish we could all share our stories all the time. Yes. Yes. It's, it's amazing. And it's, um, it's so sweet to think of how God pursues us. And, you know, even when, even when we turn away or even when we say no, or even when we hear the word, but don't receive it quite yet, like he is still working, you know, in his Mm -hmm. people's lives. And, um, Oh Oh, yeah. yeah. That's, that's amazing. It's just the best. Yeah. And so my family, they're still practicing Hindus, but I feel like we have, really great conversations these days um and you know like this year they're going to come and celebrate christmas at our home and i'm hoping that just being around us during that time and seeing what real christmas is about not necessarily commercial christmas maybe something will stir in them um i just trust god's timing i've seen it work so many times in my life or in other people's lives where i'm like oh i couldn't have planned that better Yes. Yes. You know, what, what did you believe about Jesus beforehand? Like as a Hindu, like, how is that? How did that change? And how do you, you know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. Well, technically every Hindu believes in Jesus because they believe in all gods. Mm -hmm. So if we, if you were to get like in the nitty gritty with them, they would say, yes, yes. He's one of, several gods um gotcha but they don't distinguish him as the one true god so i always believed he was god but just you know the the honestly like the american god which 
with time, I grew to learn like Jesus was a brown man. Yes. So <laughs> why did I put that in my head? But it, it's just, you can, Probably you can get caught up in Probably because it what, was misrepresented in pictures and storybooks and, you know. Probably, honestly. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yes. So. Yes. No. And that's one question I've told you I might ask you is, like, what can you tell us about how, I like, I have always loved and appreciated different cultures and how the gospel, like, we are to go and preach the gospel into the world and God is redeeming all nations. Like, I love that. And I think myself included, you know, we can get all comfy in our own little bubble and like, oh my goodness, the gospel, like you were saying about London, kind of, you know, the gospel is the world. Like God is reaching the Mm -hmm. world. Like how do you have a different perspective on that about the gospel being such a global gospel? Well, I think it comes to two points about how like in heaven in revelation it says like every tongue tribe and nation will be there um and then also i think that in genesis talking about how we are made each of us like in the image of god if if we truly believe that every tongue tribe and nation will be in heaven and if we truly believe that every person is made in the image of god then we have to believe the gospel is universal yes yes That's so true. I love that. It's yeah. And I think that goes back to, to just respecting people and valuing people because, um, Oh, you know, this always happens to be on my podcast. I'll try to quote scripture and I forget where it's from. And I just need to look up all this stuff beforehand, but I was reading somewhere, (laughs) somewhere in the new Testament, a verse that Paul was talking about how we, you know, we praise God with our mouths, but then we also can curse or again, maybe butchering the scripture, but, um, you know, we can, um, defame other people who are made in his image and, no matter what people believe, no matter where we come from, like everybody is made in the image of God. And that's so special. And, um, I just think we need to all be reminded of that and that like we are taking the gospel to everyone, no matter what they think of us, no matter what we think of them, no matter our experiences, like the gospel is for everyone, you know? Absolutely. And also honestly, like I have some friends in South Africa that were telling me how their church has been um, focusing on sending short-term missionaries to the U.S. because they think the U.S. has so many lost people now. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's convincing. So I think there are a lot of American Christians who have gotten too comfortable to see what is true or to see what is like Christian, like culture, cultural Christian, um, that they're, they're missing out on like the reality of Christ. And Mm -hmm. you can tell that through the lack of fruit. Um, Mm -hmm. and so I just think it's a wake up call right now. I think, you know, (laughs) putting on a cross necklace and listening to worship music and maybe going to church on a Sunday, like that, that is not the narrow path. Amen. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. I mean, we, yeah, Jesus did not say this is going to be easy and comfortable and that everyone is going to agree with, I mean, the gospel is a, it's divisive in some ways because it does call people to make a choice. You know, you're presenting truth Mm -hmm. and, um, 
it's not just about us being comfy and what God can do for us. It's we are spreading his good news and presenting that to the world. Exactly. Yeah. It's a kingdom gospel. Oh, I love that. And um, how, so how were your parents and your family when you married your husband? Um, so they, they've all, they've always loved him, which has been the strangest thing, like literally right off the bat from the first time they met them, met him, they've loved him, which I'm so thankful for. That's but so the marriage. Yeah. Right. It was my dad's like, Oh, I've always wanted a son like this. Or, you know, my mom was like, Oh, I'm not losing a daughter. I'm gaining a son. And, <laughs> That's great. <laughs> they were so happy. They're so happy with him. And sometimes they'll, call him they won't call me now which I'm like okay <laughs> cool mom and dad <laughs> yeah I know um but the actual wedding itself was just really stressful because they thought we should do a Hindu wedding and a Christian wedding but um I don't know and I know there are other people who have done that but I just I felt like as I was reading scripture about having no other gods before God and um not denying him in any way, I just did not feel in my heart that I could go through with a ceremony wrapped around another God. Um, so that was really hard on them. And I'm sure that's a big decision for you to make. That is, you know, whether, or even if you didn't believe it, like I, I just can't even imagine that, pressure of having to say I know this was expected of me but I can't I'm not doing it yeah That's it was brave it was really not the best mm-hmm. um yeah. they were not planning on coming to the wedding up until a few weeks and all of that but I've been through this before where when I first became a Christian I've had I had so much backlash from them and my from my community that mm-hmm. this I feel like that had prepared me for like the trauma or like pain of what was happening in this situation too, where, Mm. you know, you, as a bride, you always dream about that day getting ready with your mom and you're just all like laughing and crying together. And I didn't really have that because my mom was so hurt with me still, but Mm. you know, it's, that is also just, that's just comfort to some level. And I, I did mourn that I mourned not getting to have that like mainstream experience of getting emotional with your family and, you know, looking at them in the crowd when you're, when you're getting married and just seeing like overwhelming only joy, just that was not going to be in the cards for me. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I know that endurance is built um, through trials and perseverance and all of those things. Um, and I'm, I'm going to have a daughter myself. So like what a joy it would be to be able to do that with her and be like, I didn't get to do this, but I, I think it's just my mom, but with you, like, I'm going to pray over you and I'm going to get ready with you. And when you walk down the aisle, like I'm going to be bawling, you know, and obviously like, I don't know what the Lord has in store and maybe that's just a dream in my heart, but I don't know. I, I, Yes. I I think denying Christ has such bigger consequences and than the comfort of 
you know, this earth. Yes. And Shruti, I mean, I just, I'm just amazed, like listening to your story. I mean, that is forsaking yourself and taking up your cross, you know, and that is when it's hard and, and you did, I mean, what a beautiful story of putting God first. And I I love how you're, you're honest in that. I mean, the honest truth, right? (laughs) Um, (laughs) You're honest in that it, you know, it's not all roses and it doesn't all, oh, if I do the right thing, it's all going to be perfect in the end or everybody's going to feel good or be happy. Like sometimes there's pain, but when you do the right thing and honor God, like you said, you have that peace in your heart and you know, you know, it's worth it because it's him. It's for him, you know? hundred percent. That's inspiring. Thank you for sharing that. This is great. Oh, thank you. Um, tell us about like, what do you like to do for fun? <laughs> tell us about some of your yeah. hobbies and your, um, like, I don't know. You're just, you're so cute and fun. <laughs> oh, um, so I'm a major homebody. Like if I, if somebody cancels on me, I will dance. <laughs> 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 home. Yes. <laughs> I just love being at home. I just, I'm, I feel like I've worked really hard to make my home a place of rest and to have taken away things that don't bring me, not like, oh, this is bring you joy. But right. no, I really have worked hard to make it a place of rest with just lots of greenery and some good amounts of color and, you know, candles that don't give me a headache, just a really restful place. Um, so what I like to do for fun is usually curl up on the couch with the dog journal in hand or um I'll FaceTime like one of my best friends or paint I'm not a good painter at all like at all at all at all yeah there's something so satisfying about mixing colors together and seeing them on the canvas so um I just like to kind of get my hands dirty I might be gardening um yeah really I like to work with my hands oh Um, that's awesome just to rest and be be at home that's like I think the Mm -hmm. equivalent for like painting for me would be playing the guitar like I'm not great or I I always say I'm like a campfire guitarist so I will play chords so I can sing you know (laughs) but don't give me any any hard complicated things but it's something that when I just come into my room and shut the door and just get on the floor and just like use my hands and I don't know it just like takes me to a different place that's so relaxing and yeah oh yeah I love love that that. I wish I was musical like that (laughs) yeah well hey my advice to anyone who's like oh I would love to do some kind of instrument get a ukulele Uh, because they are (laughs) they're like a hundred bucks you know or less I'm sure you could find you know not a big investment it's four strings super easy to get your fingers around it and you can learn a song in like five minutes so okay <laughs> if you ever get really bored <laughs> can go try ukulele but um yes no it's it's fun and um what are your go-to like just every day like do you are you a meal planner or do you what what is kind of your routine for that kind of deal especially as you're expecting and <laughs> that changes things yeah we um get groceries on Sundays and then we meal prep on Sunday evenings. Yes. I love that. 
So That's yeah. Awesome. And I, we just love that. Like we had um, Mexican music going on in the background because my husband is from San Antonio and he just loves all the beats and like the, he, he says he can feel like the color in the music oh. and uh, we just had it turned up really loud and we were like cutting veggies and things like that. Um, and I think he is doing that right now. Actually, so. <laughs> That is fun. That is so fun. I love that. Yeah. I, I try to do some meal prep. I usually try to do like three weekday meals ahead of time. So at least I've got something, to mm, smart. Off, you know, and then do that. That's so fun. Yeah. Um, man. And okay. Last question. Any favorite book you've read lately? Um, honestly, the book that I'm reading right now, and this is going to be so lame, but the book I'm reading okay. right now is Baby 411. Hey, that sounds useful. <laughs> it is so useful. Like I've already been, I've been learning so much and it's this thick, long, like long as in strange. It's like narrow, but thick book. Uh-huh. And, um, I just have it on my bedside table and try to read like a chapter a night. Um, so, That's... and then I tell my husband, I'm like, did you know that this happens to the body or did you know that the baby will do this? And he just sort of, I just feel like his eyes are in a perpetual state of like shock. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, <it's> like what? <laughs> yes, Exactly. <laughs> Yes. Yes. Oh, that's, that's great. That sounds like a very good use of your time and (laughs) knowledge that can be used in the near future. So. (laughs) Yeah. I just feel like right now I, I can't do fiction. I need to read about this human that's about to enter this world. (laughs) Yes. Oh my goodness. I just cannot wait to see her. And I know you're going to be a wonderful mother. So. Oh, thank you. I really appreciate that. Of course. Well, um, that's kind of all the questions I had for you. Um, <laughs> but I just wanted to get on and chat um, because, you know, like like I told you in the email, my podcast is Keep It Real. And I just always appreciate people being honest and truthful and just having real conversations, which I feel like you do with your platform. So <laughs> thank you for having me. This was so fun. And I'm really glad I got to know you. Yes, me too. And please stay in touch. And if you ever come to Nashville, let me know um, because I would love to show you to some of the best spots. So (laughs) I absolutely will. And I hope to visit soon. I don't know what travel with baby even looks like, but you know, these bloggers seem to make it look so easy. (laughs) We'll see. (laughs) Yes, I'm sure you'll get the hang of it in no time. All right. Thanks, Shruti. Have a great rest of the day. You too. Bye. Bye. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. My heart is just so encouraged, and I hope you are too. What a beautiful person Shruti is. Ah, Thank you, Shruti, for coming on the podcast. Everybody can keep up with Shruti at thehonestshruth.com. That's thehonestshruth.com shruth s-h-r-u-t-h dot com and you can find her on socials at the honest truth and you will definitely want to be following her so we can keep up with her precious new little girl who will be born in about two months if you are enjoying the podcast and you like what you are hearing there are two really small things you can do that will help get the word out 
One is as simple as a click of a button because it's literally a click of a button. But give the podcast a rating. Five stars if you're feeling that way. But that really helps people find it. Another thing you can do if you're feeling extra generous is to write a review. It doesn't have to be long. Just one sentence about why you love the podcast and enjoy listening to it. That would mean the world to me. All right. Thanks, guys. Y'all are awesome. I hope everyone has a wonderful rest of the week. And I will talk to you next time. Bye.